Welcome to episode 104 of the Farm Exec Podcast. I'm Elaine Quilici, Editor-in-Chief of Farm Exec Magazine, here along with my co-host, Group Social Media Editor, Miranda Schmalfus. Farm Exec Magazine is a multimedia publishing brand that brings you the latest insights to master the science of success. On this week's episode, Miranda and I have the pleasure of speaking with Susanna Schaffert, President of Novartis Oncology. Susanna talks about how she values both the arts and science and the synergy that can be found between the two. Let's take a quick break from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Susanna. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At True Serum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. True Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at truesterumntwk.com. Hello, podcasters. Today, Miranda and I will be interviewing Susanna Schaffert, president of Novartis Oncology. Susanna is here to discuss her career journey, which has combined both a passion for the arts and science and how she believes the two can work together in pharma. Thanks for joining us today, Susanna. Thanks, Elaine. Really great to be here. So I know you've always had a keen interest in the arts. How and why did you decide to focus your career in science instead? Well, actually, I had always a passion for art, specifically dance, but also for science. And then, of course, when I finished school, I had to decide where I would go for. I have chosen science because as a young woman, I believed I could change the world, you know, I would be one of these researchers that would really have huge impact. So when I started my studies, I was one of 10% females. And as I loved art and dance, I continued, you know, also this in my leisure time and my hobbies. And I was clearly, I would say, a pioneer. I felt I was different than others by having, you know, these strong passions for the two pieces, for the arts and for the science. But I felt really that it's something that maybe can even help in science. It can foster creativity. You see things from a different angle. And therefore, I really became very dedicated to demonstrate that also, you know, if you're not fully and entirely focused on science only, but have also a second leg, that you can maybe solve problems better. And I really became probably a pioneer in role modeling that it is possible, you know, to combine the two. Yeah, and then later I moved into the pharmaceutical industry where I in the beginning thought I would never leave research and and basic research. But doing basic research, I realized it's very different. At least it felt very different from saving the world because you work certainly on a big problem, but only on a very small segment of a big problem. And I felt that, you know, was not what I understood in the beginning. And I wanted to choose something where I could have more impact. And that is how I have chosen the pharmaceutical industry and especially oncology, where I felt there's so much to do. And I wanted to offer my help and my passion to also contribute there. 
So how do you feel that art and science intersect in pharma? You touched on it a little bit, but is there any way you feel that translates into creating oncology therapies? Yeah, it's a very good question. And maybe taking a step back and thinking what we need to do in oncology and oncology research. I mean, it's a big problem to solve. There is 10 million people every year that have their lives cut short by cancer. And there's many more millions that have their lives derailed with most of us sadly knowing such cases and having been touched by cancer somehow in our lives with loved ones and friends. And there has been great progress over the years. Medical innovation really has progressed. There is much more treatments available in the last five or 10 years than before, but it's still a very tough problem to solve. And I believe it's very clear we need to keep on innovating. We have to find new ways how to tackle the problem. We have to identify the problem we try to address and then get creative, take diverse perspective, different mindset, experience and backgrounds. And I believe the passion for arts can help. Actually, preparing for today's conversation, I looked up an article that I posted on LinkedIn in 2020 that we call the art of scientific curiosity. And uh, what I recall there was that it was really fascinating to see the comments from many, many scientists who are also artists or musicians. And I found this very, very interesting that there seem to be commonalities and they are clearly the curiosity and the ability to see things from different perspectives, to express science in different ways. And it seems I'm not the only one. And I was certainly very encouraged to see this. So you spoke a little bit about having different perspectives. Did you have any role models when it came to tackling a male dominated field at the time? Actually, it was my mother. You know, unfortunately, my father passed away when I was very young. I was only eight. And my father was running a lumber business. And so my mother had almost no choice, but had to step into this role in a very male-dominated environment. And I was very inspired by her. As she always said, I will figure it out. And actually, she did. She was incredibly successful really as at that time, the only female and women in this industry across all these men. And I have to say that really inspired me and encouraged me to follow my dreams and at least try to figure it out. And I have to say female role models, otherwise in the field of science and pharma, there were not too many. And that's what I try to do now, to to really support young women, young scientists in their careers. But I have to say, I had also great support from some male role models and mentors that saw in me things that I didn't see myself, that really encouraged me to try new things, and then who gave me the confidence and the trust to put me in, in stretch roles, in senior roles. So certainly, I feel role models and mentors are critical to pursue your careers. How has that experience influenced how you lead the oncology business at Novartis? Yeah, I have to say, I think a very important attribute you have to ask is resilience. And that clearly, you know, I have seen with my mother, her can-do attitude. 
that probably has made me the optimist and um, always the willingness to try a go and this why not attitude. I have to say leaders these days have to be able to set an ambition, set a vision and allow people to dream and go for the big things. And that is the leader's role. And that's what I try to, to achieve with my team. And then I really have to say, I really believe in very, very uh, diverse teams. And that's what I try to also create in my organization, that there is the diversity, that there is the recognition for really everybody feeling comfortable to share ideas, to bring in the best themselves. And that's what I try to do in my organization. So it seems that, you know, questioning and listening to people within a company is very important to you. And, you know, how does that fit in with Novartis's and Boss Culture? Yeah, I believe it's absolutely crucial. As I said, I believe in diverse teams, in diverse organizations. But that means also that you have to create this environment, the environment that people are encouraged and that they feel safe to ask questions, even the difficult ones, but that they also can share their ideas. I think the spirit in an organization that has to constantly drive innovation has to be that we can learn, that we can improve and that we can innovate. And that we can learn also from setbacks, that we can have the resilience to move on. And that's why I think asking questions, that's why listening is such a valued attribute there. And I also have to say that leaders in these days, they have to accept that they don't have all the answers. I certainly know that I need to fully rely on my teams. So my job is really to empower my teams, is to remove obstacles. And that's really the concept of unbossed. Unbossed leaders means basically that you are a servant leader. And with such a style and such an approach, you can hopefully foster an environment where everybody feels listened where everybody can contribute, ask the right questions, also when they are tough, and also bring in ideas. And that's very critical that leaders can make an environment or can shape an environment where also the more silent voices are heard, where also the quite different and diverse ideas are listened to. And that, I think, is fundamental in our industry. Given your successful track record of pushing boundaries, how important is disruptive innovation to a company? I think it's fundamental, and especially in these days. You know, we have this big dream to reimagine medicines, and certainly for my team, ultimately, the goal is to cure cancer at some point. And we all know cancer is very complex. When you look at cancer, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, cancer was one type, like lung cancer. When you look now at lung cancer, this is probably 50 different diseases. And it's complex to solve this. And we also know cancer is very smart. Cancer is always escaping the treatments and finding new way. And what this means is that you really have people that have dreams, that have a passion for what they want to go. And I think we all working in cancer research have a duty to keep on finding new ways to tackle it. And that's a little bit for me what probably you call the disruptive innovation. Because of course, 
if you go the traditional way, you will make progress, but probably too slow. As I said, there is millions of people out that need support, that count on us, that we, we help them to live a longer life and a better life. And therefore, it really needs new ways how to tackle problems. It needs new approaches and different approaches. And just, you know, to look at things in a different way, from a different angle, to hopefully find new ways. I think what is also very, very critical, in addition to disruptive innovation, is on one side collaboration. I think every team has to understand that these big problems cannot be solved alone. So you have to learn to collaborate, to share, but then to win more at the end for the patients we serve and for the work we do. And I think the third component that is super critical for me is that these great ideas that we come up with are also implemented and that they are executed. And what I tell my team is uh, uh, we have to come up with great new ideas, but a great idea is only a great idea if it's getting implemented. So for me, disruptive innovation is not only the innovation part, it's also the part of collaboration. And probably even most important is then to go until the end and really implement and execute against the plan and not just feel good by having a great idea. You have to get it down to really the implementation to really deliver for patients. Susanna, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been really interesting learning about how you value combining art and science to help advance medicine. Thank you, Elaine. And thanks so much for having me. It was really great being here and having this great discussion with you. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At Truth Serum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. Truth Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at truthserumntwk.com. And now it's time for this week's leadership tips from pharma execs. Hi, I'm Susan Schaffer, president of Novartis Oncology. And my leadership tip is to believe that you can learn from everybody. If you're open, if you're in the moment, there's always something that you can learn and take away from an interaction that will help you grow. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's Farm Exec podcast. We are always pleased to take you behind the headlines, provide expert tips from industry leaders, and give you an inside look at what the Farm Exec staff is working on. Remember, you can always find us on the web at farmexec.com, on Twitter at farmexec, on Instagram at farmexecutive, and on YouTube. The views expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of Farmexec, its parent company, or our advertisers. For editorial questions, please email Editor-in-Chief Elaine Quilici at E-Q-U-I-L-I-C-I at MJHLifeSciences.com. And for sponsorship opportunities, please email group publisher Todd Baker at T-B-A-K-E-R at MJHLifeSciences.com.